Some days I wish I were a fish, diving deep, hiding among rock and weeds, and bolting with lightning speed over runs and falls. Then I see the loon methodically diving and knocking back fish after fish, and I realize my terrestrial life isn't so bad after all. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. There are few sounds that conjure up a feeling of profound wilderness quite like the yodel and cry of a lone loon in the pitch black of a summer night. But this time of year, as I crunch across the frozen world, I can pause and feel entirely consumed by the stillness and quiet of winter in the North Woods. Across our frozen lakes and ponds echoes not a single flute-like trill of a thrush, no deep drumming of a partridge, and certainly no mournful wail of a loon. Surely the air-breathing loon isn't hiding under the ice like a fish, nor is a loon nest as fortified against the elements as that of a beaver. So all this begs the question, where do our loons go in the winter? Loons, unlike so many other birds, are uncommonly suited for a life in and on the water. Their feet and legs are positioned far to their rear on their boat-shaped bodies to help facilitate efficient paddling across the surface of the water while making them decidedly uncoordinated on land. Their bones are solid, whereas most of their feathered brethren have hollow bones. Typically, hollow bones make birds light so it is easier to stay aloft, but for the water-loving loons, their solid bones help them be less buoyant so they may dive deep, sometimes as deep as 250 feet. Loon wings are short, strong, and rigid, perfect for propelling them underwater when they are on the hunt, but lacking for soaring or gliding through the air. All these adaptations make loons unmatched fish hunters in our northern waters, but make them less efficient when it comes to flight. That said, loons can fly and rely on this ability to help them get away from the now ice-locked ponds and lakes where they spent the summer. Due to their heavy bodies and relatively small wings, loons need to constantly flap their wings to maintain high speeds to stay flying. Our common loons have been clocked flying at an astonishing 70 miles per hour. While their flight is an athletic feat for sure, it is also the kind of rhythm more akin to that of a sprinter than a long-distance runner. This pretty well precludes them from making astonishingly long migrations, so instead, loons have one other adaptation hidden deep in their feathers. Loon feathers are interlocked and overlapping like shingles on a roof to form a nearly waterproof layer around the loon. To completely waterproof their feathers, they secrete an oil from the base of their tail feathers, which they diligently preen into their feathers using their beaks. This feather and oil combo is so effective that while the loon may spend almost all its time in and around the water, Their downy feathers and skin under their stiff outer feathers stays completely dry at all times. So they need not worry about getting wet and cold even in the depths of a northern winter. With all these adaptations combined, it is no surprise that loons try to shortcut their migration by finding the shortest path to ice-free waters. Most typically, this is in the form of coastal saltwater. Here in Maine, they need not fly any farther than the Gulf of Maine, a distance no more than a couple hundred miles for our most inland summer loons. 
Compared with the migration of another fish eater, the Arctic tern, whose annual migration can be as long as 57,000 miles, loons basically roll out of bed into the Atlantic. But our wintering loons may look and sound a bit different to you if you are familiar with them from your favorite summer lake. Wintering loons molt their brightly colored summer plumage in favor of a decidedly drab palette of mottled grays, browns, and whites. And this time of year, you will find them to be silently paddling around the coast, not uttering a single yodel or cry. So this weekend, you could head to the seashore and try to find the wintering loons as they dive for small fish and invertebrates in the icy Atlantic brine of a Maine winter. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 